Hey, what's our cold open? It is cold outside. Just open a window. Okay. Anyways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, All right. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Expert Nerd Podcast. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Avery. And, and Matt, I'm noticing something new and mysterious about you today. Yes. Um, for those of you who haven't seen me, which is all of you, because Just all of this is a podcast, <laughs> um, I've grown a mustache. And not the beard, just the just mustache. Just the mustache. And that largely has to do with concept of what we're talking about today it's not even a concept it's it's a it's a thing that's it's, happening it's a broad idea yeah. more than anything <laughs> um so anyways getting into today's um podcast topic uh today we are going to kind of talk about coronavirus we're going to talk about all of the implications that it has already had and some of the stuff that it could have in the future and the stuff that it is currently affecting um this isn't the most happy topic, but given with how broad it is, we would be remiss to not talk about it in any of our podcasts. Um, so we just want to make this kind of special episode about how it's affecting us and how it's affecting people as a whole, um, just to kind of have a deep dive into that. Plus, we want to do anything we can um, just to help anybody that um, found themselves with a bunch of new free time, and so we are kind of just trying to make anything that we can that we can that people can kill time with, and uh, exactly. <laughs> so this will be this will be part of that. So <clears throat> right now, when we are recording this, it is April fourteenth. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this will be uh, released. Probably sometime soon, but as of right now, hey, your birthday's be... tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> hey, everyone. Wish Avery a happy birthday on April 15th, even though this episode probably won't be up until afterwards. I'm going to release it on the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that in mind, just that the information that we have up to April 14th is what we have. And so this is as current as we can make it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, have you been stuck at home? I mean, you're a teacher, so school is obviously not a thing that's going on in person right now. So what is, what is your life looked like the last, however long it's been? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I wanted to start the podcast, talking about how this is affecting our professional and also personal lives. So as he said, I'm a teacher for my money making job because, you know, I want to make a lot of money. So I'm a teacher. Um, but since spring break, which started March, like 14th, I don't know. I've lost, lost track of the dates now, but it's been about a month now. Um, since spring break, whichever Friday that was. Oh, that's true. You did go straight into spring break and then they, they cut everything. Yes. Yeah. So since the end of spring break, I've been in online classes. So I've been doing everything through Google classroom. That's how I've been communicating to my students. If they have uh, questions, I'm there every other day from 1145 to one, because that's the social studies time slot that the school came up with. Uh, so if they have questions, they email me, I respond to them. Uh, we take role by giving them an assignment every two days. And then I have to go in at 9 p.m., which today's that day, so I'm going to do that later. Um, I have to go in at 9 p.m., see who's turned it in, and I count them uh, here or absent if they haven't turned it in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do it at 9 p.m. or 9.05 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and usually we my attendance is about the same they're still turning stuff in maybe not to the same quality uh, that they normally would but actually some of them are turning in even better quality than before because they just have nothing else to do and luckily the school school I'm at parents are very involved so parents are making them do the things that they need to do because we're being very communicative yeah. with the parents plus they they can't go anywhere so it's not <laughs> exactly. like they it's not like they have anywhere to be or anything to do um <clears throat> So I am not a teacher. Um, I I know this is a shock to you as oh it is gosh. to me. I just found out today that I'm not a teacher. Um, How are so, the kids taking it? 
they are shocked as well as I am. All right. They want to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I work in an, in a regular office, um, and I do digital media videos. Uh, I actually edit a podcast in another realm professionally, which is interesting turn of events that I never thought I would end up doing. Um, and a lot of social media online stuff and a ton of live streaming that I've been doing lately since everybody, everything has to be online basically. And so while our, the, the building, our office hours are technically closed. Um, I, I haven't really stopped working. If anything, I've gotten a little bit more busy, but my, active hours basically have shifted (laughs) pretty drastically. Um, And we actually just got another email today that we're not going to be opening again. I kind of wish it was before this, but uh, the, our new finish line, so to speak is May 4th. (laughs) So that'll be exactly. So may the force be with us and open our offices again. Um, but yeah, so I've mostly just been doing a lot of work from my laptop. I'm lucky that a lot of my work can be done at home. <laughs> so that's professionally for both of us. But like, I want to also talk about like personally, because um, a lot of people out there, everyone listening, all 12 of you, um, hopefully more. But anyways, all of us are being affected by this one way or another, whether that's you can't go to the gym, you can't go out to eat dinner you can't even go to the store maybe Uh, depending on where you are (laughs) um like for me i've been lucky because i have a roommate so i still have like human not physical contact but like talking contact um or else i would probably go crazy even though i play a lot of video games i watch a lot of stuff just doing that from sun up to sundown would drive me insane um i've also restarted making the millennium falcon the Lego, the big one, um, that's like yeah, it, it's massive. Like I don't even remember. If you guys have never seen one in person, um, we'll find out a way to get you guys some some pictures or something. Yeah, it's it's a feat. <laughs> I've been taking some progress pictures, and I think I have like three or four sections of it left. Um, but it's like three feet long. It, it's just taking up a lot of time, which is good. I found new shows. It's bigger which than is his good. dog. I found new games, which is good. But we'll talk about all that stuff later. But like personally, like. One thing that has affected me is I'm technically spending more money on food um, because I'm low on, like, groceries. Like, we're out of milk. We're out of eggs. Luckily, my roommate's brother has chickens that lay eggs, so we get those for free. Um, But, like, we're out of... Like when Avery got here, I was like, hey, the only beverage I have to offer you is water (laughs) and hard liquor. Uh, And given that it's just the afternoon... He was like, well, I have a drink already. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, like I'm running low on food. So I downloaded like Postmates, uh, DoorDash, all of those food delivery apps. And I've been using those, which in, in theory, those shouldn't cost too much more. But with a delivery fee and also services and fees or whatever, convenience fee or whatever, it's like $5 more per meal. So Sometimes I'll still go and through a drive through and stuff like that, but I'm trying to stay in as much as I can, and that's just mm. hard to do. Yeah. Um, now, how's it affecting you personally? I mean, you have a big thing coming up later this year. My birthday. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, I, if I understand what Matt is alluding to correctly, uh, he's talking about uh, getting married. Um, so far, nothing has really changed with that. Um, the, uh, our plans right now haven't changed anyway. Nothing really has changed at all for us. Um, and, and we're not scheduled to get married until September, the end of September at that. So hopefully by then this is probably not going to be a distant memory, but we're hopefully by then we'll be moving past that. And if not, that's a completely different set of problems. Um, I, I, the pretty much the only person 
that I have had any kind of close interaction with in the last month now uh, has been my fiance and and obviously Matt because we're doing this right now. How you doing? And um, <clears throat> if uh, if it gets to the point where we need to do something separately, then I mean we can do this over the phone. Well, I found out the other day, but podcast um, through the phone. <laughs> The uh, the wedding and stuff uh, hasn't really changed at all. Um, really, the only thing that I could see changing would be the number of people that are allowed to come, like attend in person. Um, but like I said, that being at the end of September, hopefully by then this is kind of managed a little bit better. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> you know, I promise I'm not sick. I have a lot of... My, it's, it's allergy season in Oklahoma, and yeah, it's <clears throat> it's fine. My it's drink just is a also really very, bad timing for allergy season. <laughs> my drink is also very sugary, and so it's like in my throat. I'm trapped in my headphones. But um, yeah, yeah. So my fiance is really, and you have been really the only people I've had a lot of Hi, Casey. Um, interaction with in the last month or so. Um, and everything else has been a little strange. Just getting used to not having to get up at eight o'clock in the morning anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's been great and also terrible because, like, I haven't been able to go to sleep until like one or two now, which I'm like, I want to go to sleep at 11, but it's just not happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So <clears throat> moving on to uh, try to do some corn. Teen entertainment, yeah, quarantine. Getting into the nerd part of this expert um, nerd podcast. So we've gone from expert, now we're going to move into nerd. Um, so we kind of want to talk about what this coronavirus and what all of that has been affecting in kind of the worldwide culture. Um, so for those of you that aren't super nerds, like you know, the NBA can uh, season got canceled about a month ago. Um, I had students go to the last game, the Thunder game versus, I think it was the Suns or whoever it was, um, where those players, it wasn't the Suns, I can't figure out who it was. It wasn't a team from California, was it? Couldn't tell you. I don't remember. I rem- Oh, I remember, but We're I We're not expert jock. This is expert <laughs> nerd. Uh, for expert jock, maybe I can talk my roommate into expert starting that one. sports. Um, but my roommate would start that one. 2K20. <laughs> Table that for later. Um... But anyways, um, like they, my students were at the Thunder game where they found out, oh, NBA players have this. Oh, the Thunder are now locked in their um, locker, locker room, room for two days straight. Yeah. Um, just in case. And like the NBA season got canceled a few um, days later, getting into the nerd part of this, something called E3 got canceled. What's E3? So E3 is, oh, geez, okay. Electronic Entertainment Entertainment Expo. Expo. Okay, I can never remember which <laughs> order those three E's go into. But basically what that is, is it was supposed to be the 26th annual, so the 26th version of E3, where a bunch of video game developers come in, have... um. Sure, uh, I, I'm blanking on the word. Um, press conferences that show it's, videos it's and talk about a big announcement conference. Yeah, basically, they show videos and they talk about their new games and their new systems and all that stuff that's coming out. Um, thousands of people go to this, and the people that go to this don't just listen to those conferences, but throughout the day, um, there's also kiosks available to where okay, you can play these games before they're out. Um, yeah, it's a big convention. It's like Comic-Con, but n- not as um, attendant. Focused. Not as big and not as varied. Yeah. It's only video games. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, so E3, thousands of people usually go to it. They The last few years, they've allowed um, not just the press, who used to be the only people that were allowed to go to it, but fans were now allowed to go to it over the last few years. But they canceled it back in March. Um, now that's, that makes sense. It makes sense because it's a small area. Well, it's a large area. Um, but like it's an area where there are thousands of people all basically bustled together, um, shoulder to shoulder traveling through these big conference halls. And then there are also 
sitting together in these press conferences, and they're playing the same games using the same controllers. So they're just handing off controllers or handing off VR goggles to the very next person. It makes sense that this was shut down. Um, But that's a big deal. E3 is one of the biggest places throughout the year that video game developers release their information. Um, Now, it's been changed over the last couple years anyways, and they're changing it to where they're still kind of having it, but they're doing it virtually, where they're releasing videos of trailers and stuff like that and people talking about them. Nintendo has done this for a couple years with Nintendo Directs. Um, That's what they've done for E3. Instead of having a press conference, they've released a big like hour-long Nintendo Direct the last few years. Sony kind of backed out last year, and they've kind of followed Nintendo's suit. They didn't have a video last year, but they've been doing something called State of Plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what now Xbox and some of the other developers are now doing. Microsoft, not Xbox, I know. Um, but they're doing virtual things around when E3 would normally be so that we can still have some sense of normalcy. Um, so what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, f- just right off the bat, I mean, it makes sense. Definitely shouldn't have a large convention right now anywhere. Um, I, I, mm, I'm a little conflicted because on, well, on the one hand, I wonder how, um, I, I will confess a little bit of ignorance about E3 and that I don't know its attendance numbers year over year. Um, I don't know how many people go. It's usually um, approximately like 15 to 20,000. Okay, that's about what I was thinking then. Um, it makes a lot of sense to just do it online and just stream it because I feel like while that is a significant amount of people in one space, maybe for a... Um, a somewhat niche market, just a video game, electronic uh, entertainment. Oh, my drink is also carbonated. Um, having that's not a in the grand scheme of things. Is what I'm trying to say. That's not a a, a huge chunk of the population, I guess. Right. Um. So it does make a little more sense that if they just stream it live, then everyone can still see it. That would otherwise be in attendance. Um, But also if they are doing more of a um, direct to uh, consumer kind of announcement, um, Blitzkrieg, um, I think more people would see it that way just in general. If they even had like a remote interest in finding out what was coming out soon or seeing any kind of uh, uh, demo or, announcement or anything like that. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, that's your target audience is people that are fairly dedicated to things that, uh, they look forward to things before they come out. Right. Um, and they look forward to the announcement every year. And so I think if you are just basically shoving it in the laps of the consumers to begin with, I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. And again, a little bit of ignorance. I don't know how, um, I don't know if they make any money off going to E3. Um, yes, the companies they do. Make, they make a lot of money. Um, so I could see that being... A, they spend a lot of money to like rent places out, but they also right. make money. Um, so I could see that hit being substantial, um, but then you, you could also do the same thing in just online advertising. See... So it, it's a weird like balancing act. Like In some ways, it's probably better I mean, one just health wise but then also it's, be- the it's better health getting the wise, content themselves but here's the problem with that <clears throat> if it goes directly to people uh like in videos and trailers and stuff like that how do you think all of the games are going to look if it goes directly from sony to you do you think the game is going to look good or bad i think it depends on who's watching um no, like if they are controlling the way that you are seeing this, how do you think they are going to show it, good or bad? Oh, I mean, they're they're definitely only going to spin it in the way that looks best to them. If exactly. They don't have any control, or the 
their environment has no control. So hopefully they don't mess anything up like See, they have done before. And that's the problem. The problem is E3 is not only a place for announcements and for people to try these things early. It's a place for journalists and even just regular day-to-day gamers who can afford to go to E3 to try this stuff out. See, yes, what makes it good, but also see, oh, this is it's great. super buggy. <laughs> but there are some huge problems with this. The I don't like the way it controls. Five minutes. I don't like, well, and like, yes, they only make demos specifically for E3. So that saves up time for them that they're not doing as well. But also, like, these companies won't know what they need to fix because they don't have this consumer group coming in saying hey this is a problem that to i have to grill their stuff super hard right they're not like doing trial by fire kind of thing right um they don't know what they need to fix and then also they're controlling 100% of how it looks yeah so they can make these trailers look super sim- cinematic look super amazing and then when you actually get the game it could look way worse cuz that has happened before and yes there's only so many things that like the journalists and that the people can do to stop that. But that has happened before. And what's to stop them from doing that now? Now, one thing I could, I think that they could have a resurgence of is demos. Uh, yes, they have the demos at E3, but like you used to be able to download like an hour long demo of certain games and play them. And you can do that with some games now, uh, and you, there's early access for some games and there's betas and all that stuff. Um, but I think that's going to get a huge resurgence in the next year. Yeah, I can see them uh, saying, you know, go download this. We're going to release it right after our announcement, whatever. Right. I can and see that. Um, that way people can say, oh, I love everything about this demo um, and I want more of this in the final game. Or they can say, hey, I don't like this demo and then the developers can be like, okay, cool. We hear you. We'll fix this. Yeah. And I think, um, I think to a certain extent, the, a lot of the stuff that gets, uh, released or demonstrated at E3, I feel like a lot of the time that, uh, the developers usually are trying to put their best foot forward. So I don't know how much of that, um, is necessarily going to be to a certain extent that's going to stay the same. It depends on the developer. <laughs> that's true. Um, and you know, and maybe, maybe in a, there's a silver lining in that, in that if you saw something at E3 that if you went in person before and they just had a, a terrible, uh, presentation, you might give it, you might not give it a second thought, but if they, um, if nobody has any, um, <clears throat> Not preconceived notions, but if nobody gets a um, a truly bad impression, that might be um, a bonus to someone that may have had a kind of problem in the past. I don't know. There might be a silver lining in there, but yeah. Um. So, so yeah, that but that is a pretty big one. E three is pretty big. Um, it's a pretty it's a massive name in. Well, any kind of media, but especially gaming. Like everyone says, like, oh, did you see the announcement at E3? Um, but obviously, more than just video games have been delayed. Um, TV, movies, um, really anything that was either slated to be made in the future um, or wasn't done shooting or anything like that. I mean, they obviously... There's a few things that are still, um, like they're finishing the editing, like because they can do that remotely. And then I know I got the new Star Wars movie um, a few months before it was slated to be on digital release, and I got it. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, um, what are what are some of the movies and stuff that you've seen that you are disappointed um, that you might end up having to miss out on either for a couple months or even, even for the rest of the year or more. Right. And that's the next thing I wanted to talk about because it makes sense that movies are getting delayed. You can't have giant film sets. You can't have giant film sets. You can't have people sitting in a theater. Even if everything's filmed, you can't have all these people sitting next to each other in theaters. Um, 
That's a good point. You remind me about the theaters later. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think some of the most disappointing things to me, first of all, um, and this is not the most important one, and I know you're going to roll my eyes and everyone listening is going to roll their eyes. Um, I'm going to roll your eyes. Yeah, I just realized what I said too. It's fine. Um, but Fast and Furious 9 uh, was supposed to be out this month, I believe. In I think so, yeah. And it got delayed till next April. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because they were weren't done shooting. It's because of they wanted that you know late spring, early summer box office numbers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's when they usually come out anyway. So right, and then like Marvel, uh, the Marvel movies have all pushed back their timeline. So is it? Uh... Is Shang Li in the? Is it Shang Li? Shang Chi. Yes. Oh, I just it's accidentally racist. It's, yeah. Uh, and the Ten Rings. I know yes. that got delayed. I think until next year, or was it later this summer? Well, it was no, no, no. It. I just that saw was, it on that this wasn't list. supposed to come out until next year, anyways. Oh, okay. Um, or it was, I, it was Black Widow. Yes, Black Widow was supposed to come out in May. That's not coming out till November now. Um, and then the Eternals is moving to February twenty one. Yes, that was. <laughs> No, February 2nd, 2021. Mine says 2nd. Anyways. We're going to have a fight. (laughs) Yeah, we just have different timelines in front of us. But anyways, uh, The Eternals was supposed to come out this fall. Yeah. That's been pushed to next February. Oh, man. Um, Doctor Strange got moved, too. So 2021 was supposed to have... A bunch of stuff. Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3, and Thor 4. Yeah. Thor 4 got pushed to 2022. That's insane. Um, But the other three are still coming out. As of right now, in 2021. Yeah. Um, so that's Still pushed so all of those back so far, so far away. away. And that puts it, the only Marvel movie to come out this year will be Black Widow in November. In the last however many years, there's been three movies per year. Yeah, this is like, if you thought waiting for Endgame was bad... <laughs> I mean, obviously that, a that was a yeah. much bigger cliffhanger, but that still that same amount of time is is going to suck. Well, and Black the, Panther two, the only Captain movie, Marvel two, all that. The only movie we're getting this year not only is Black uh, Widow, which will be great, I'm sure, because it's Marvel, it's Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is a great character. However, the only movie we're getting this year from Marvel is a prequel. It doesn't it's further the, the story any any anyway. Eighties or nineties. It, no, I think it takes place between some of the Avengers movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Wonder Woman. Yes, Wonder Woman 2 is in the 90s. Um, but one thing I will say, that sticking with Marvel, they've also, I mean, announced their Disney Plus lineup. Um, and that hasn't changed to where I can see it. Because um, Bucky, Winter Soldier and Falcon, whatever, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is still slated for August. WandaVision is still slated for later this year as well. Yeah. So those haven't moved. That's because, I think, because of the theater presence instead of Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I think those are already done shooting. You're just going straight into your house. Right. Onto wherever you're streaming it. Um, I will say the most disappointed I am at any... Delay. So I'm going to try that again. <clears throat> He's the most good uh, carbonated drinks. I'm really not. the The one I'm most upset about, the one that I'm like the saddest that is getting delayed, <clears throat> was a movie that was supposed to come out. Um, it was supposed to come out on July 3rd of 2020. Instead, it's going to come out on July 2nd, 2021. It's Minions three. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Wait, they have a Minions two. Anyways, no, I don't. Want, I don't want to stick on that. Yeah, I don't not, stick to, on that. not Despicable Me. The freaking Minions. No, that was. I was looking at the Wonder Woman one. The uh, the Wonder Woman one isn't getting pushed back super far. As of right um, now. Yeah, as of right now. Uh, it was supposed to be June five, and now it's going to August fourteenth. And that's not bad. Crap. Um, but like, and also, as many of you probably. Can relate to depending on the shows you watch. Another disappointment about these delays with coronavirus and stuff like that is there are current TV show seasons that we might not see the end of until the fall. Yeah, because they take a break filming. So in the middle. The big example for me is like The Flash and Supergirl and Batwoman and all that. They haven't had episodes in three weeks, and they've announced yeah. 
production is on hold until further notice. It's indefinite, which means there's no specific date that they're going to come back. Um, which watching a show season to season, week by week, that's really hard to do. I mean, yes, this is a very first world complaint, um, but this is somehow affecting ov- obviously all the people involved in that show and all the people that watch that show, which is millions of people, those shows, which are millions of people. Um, and it's just another way this has been affecting me at least. And I'm assuming a lot of you guys listening now moving out of things that make sense to the consumer, I should say that are being delayed, moving into some of the stuff that I don't quite understand. And I, I get it on one point, I get it from a business standpoint, but I don't completely understand why they're doing it is video game delays. So we talked about E3, that's 10, over 10,000 people all hunched together. That makes sense to be ended. NBA, same way. Movies, even the same way. It's a bunch of people all working very close together um, in the same area. And even in movie theaters, like, I get it. Video games, people have their own desks. And yes, you can still do that stuff from home. It's harder to do, I get that. But... Video games, largely you play by yourself, especially if it's a single-player video game, which is two of them we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, So the two games that I really want to talk about are The Last of Us Part Two, which is one of the most anticipated games in the last few years. Oh, Last of Us Um, is so good. The first Last of Us game is one of, to a lot of people, the best games ever made. Um, It's one of my favorite games ever made. Um, Go play Last of Us. And then another game that's supposed to come out in May or that was supposed to come out in May, was Iron Man VR for PlayStation. Yeah, that one looked interesting. Um, <clears throat> both of those are are done. They've come out and said, we are done with this. We're doing some last-minute bug things, which easily can do from home, but they're still not del- they still delayed them indefinitely. There's no release date for these new games. Um, with that kind of being said, why, I get that they aren't getting people to go in stores and buy these games. I get that'll hurt the business. But if they all get into it to where all of them have been wanting to move digital kind of lately anyways, I mean, I had to move digital when I bought the new Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I I always get physical, but I got that digital because, well, I don't really have another choice. Um, what What are your thoughts on these two delays? So if you if you have ever seen have you ever seen the inside of a game studio like a development studio yes not in person but yes so a lot of and this is this is true for um a lot of video production companies as well is they have um when you get into team based development so <clears throat> it's usually not um development for um, really any kind of major media item, TV, movie, video game, whatever. It's usually a team of people that develop different sections of the game. So you might have, um, you might have a character design team where there's a group of however many people and that's all they do is just character design and the implementation of the character design. Um, and if, and the same with the music, uh, the other sound design, sound design, um, the the other various visual effects, and so on. Whatever, whatever you're talking about, movie, TV, video game. A lot of their um, offices are designed to where pretty much everybody sits next to each other, so you can easily like turn around and be like, "What did you? What? What is your?" input on this like can you so, look at this kind of thing and i get that i get that but i don't and i'm not 100 percent positive about iron man vr but naughty dog who creates the last of us part two and sony who owns naughty dog have come out in an official statement saying this is not because the game is not done the game is done this is purely a business oh, decision that um um in addition to just the way that I think their offices are laid out. This is just another kind of point on top of that. If 
just for other um other games or movies or anything like that um the machines that they use to make them are very expensive and very large right and i can see them not wanting to let people take those home because if you've got a if you've got like six thirty thousand dollar computers those are hard to take home and it's hard to just transfer things like that but if the game's already done um the only thing I could think of would be a manufacturing delay because I, I really have a hard time believing that most of their sales are digital. I have a feeling that Mo- still a pretty good chunk of them is physical. Yeah, I, I would say, and I, like I say, I'm usually a physical person. Um, so it could be that they just don't have the capacity to physically manufacture things right now, especially if if their factory was located somewhere overseas or their packaging or whatever. There's a lot of like supply chain disruption that's happening. Um, just because there's no manufacturing really going on anywhere. Um, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's more expensive right now to manufacture all those discs and all the, especially the, um, collector's editions and the, there's like for the last of us part two, I think there was like four different deluxe editions. There's, uh, the deluxe edition, the collector's edition, the Ellie edition, and then there's a, I think another one, the gold edition or something like that. And even just like the manufacture of like the boxes that the games go in, well, and the even the themselves. discs themselves. Yeah, um, I could see that being a thing, and then all the other, uh, all the other physical items like merchandise and like shelving space needed, um, and a lot of those stores probably are seeing a little bit of a slowdown. Um, yes, more people are at home, but does that mean that they, A, are they working from home and have, do they have the time to play more games? Or um, they could also be waiting. Um, there was something like in the last like two weeks or something, there was something like, 10 million plus people that filed for unemployment. Yeah. Like, or, well, and that, you know, I think it's even higher than that. That's another point that makes sense. Like maybe part of it isn't that they don't think they'll make money because Who can go people and can't buy, buy the them. Game. It's because if people are weighing $60 for a video game and $60 for food, yeah. maybe that's the difference. Um, and it being a business, like part of it is I want to play these games. Uh, they were two of my most anticipated games for the year. Um, so I'm upset, but I get on a business standpoint, like, oh, if we're not going to make money on this, why would we do this now? If um, especially if, I mean, the, if, the, if the future of their entire company is uncertain right now. I mean, a lot of companies are like, if we invest a ton of money in this, are we going to just straight up lose all the money we dumped into this? And are we going to be able to go forward after that? Right. And par- another part of the confusion for me, though, is so- this is all Sony right now. They own PSVR, which is where Iron Man VR was going to come out with. They own Naughty Dog. Um, but they have another game that's still scheduled to come out in June. Um, Sucker Punch, the Ghost of Sh- Tsushima, that's like just, I think it was like three weeks after The Last of Us is supposed to come out. It's still, it, or originally was, not originally, but like, the May release date for The Last of Us, three weeks later, Ghost of Tsushima, also from Sony, is still scheduled to come out. So I don't know why they why they take some games and push them back indefinitely, not even just saying, okay, we'll push these back to like August. Um, but the one just three weeks later, they're like, no, we'll keep it there. We'll keep it there. I can't say I've I've heard of that one, and that might be why. If they, it's... They've been pushing that one hard. Really? Um, if it was a smaller development, like a title like The Last of Us 2 is going to have some some weight behind it. Um, and they may they probably sunk a lot more into that game. I could see them pushing it really hard. Pushing something out there isn't terribly hard, but developing it and getting all that stuff going in the first place. So they've been pushing this game as hard as The Last of Us 2. It's a well, new IP. It's from Sucker Punch, which is one of their biggest ones, like Naughty Dog. One of their biggest um, mini companies, whatever the word is I'm blanking right subsidiary. now. Subsidiary. Yeah. Um, and it's been at every E3 for the last three years. 
um, is like it was part of the quote unquote big four that they were pushing that was Spider-Man, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. Um, but it, and so they're pushing it super, super hard, but they're still not. Well, if it's, if it's been in, if it's been in the works that long. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, it's not like it's a smaller game. It may have already had a bunch of that other stuff done and they were kind of sitting on it to release it at a certain time. I could see that if they say they already had. Well, but if that's done and they're still keeping it, then why wouldn't they do the same thing with The Last of Us? Because if anything, more people would be likely to go digital for The Last of Us than for this new IP because people know, oh, The Last of Us is out. That's one of the best games ever made. I want the sequel right now, even if I can't get it physical. Meanwhile, The Ghost of Tsushima is a new IP, a new series that they're trying to start. And why would they keep that digital if less people would be willing to buy it? Well, so they're only doing it digital? Well, that's what my assumption is. Oh, well, if they're only doing it digital, I don't think think they're only doing it digital. The problem is like... But they are definitely going to release the digital. Well, yeah, they release every game digitally. But they're doing a physical release as well. Like, they'd release it the same way they would release The Last of Us. Physical and digital. Unless they already had it done and printed and ready and they'd just been sitting on it. Um, Really, the only thing I could think of would be it was some Excel decision somewhere. Some kind of ex- and and maybe <laughs> a spreadsheet it, and maybe it problem. still will get delayed, but they thought these three weeks were enough to where it was like okay, whatever. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, someone somewhere doing some math. Yeah, but anyways, um, something. Uh, this is a question that um, I remembered to remind myself. Oh, so theater, <clears throat> theaters. So. Obviously, streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus, and I mean, there's tons of them now. They've obviously skyrocketed, exploded in the last few years. With this uh, limitation on things that you can do out in public, what do you think this looks like? Or what do you think the future of movie theaters in general looks like in a world post COVID-19 or starting to move past it. Do you think the way that we consume things like movies changes in a world where we're a little more cognizant of the fact that germs are real (laughs) and they're dangerous? So it depends. Honestly, it just depends. It depends on the prevalence of how much COVID-19 is going to last, how widespread it's going to be. If it continues being something for another like six months, being a problem where we're stuck inside for that long, this is going to have long lasting effects and people are going to change the way that they do things. However, I think even if it is for six months, whenever this ends, whenever the quarantine, whenever all of the stuff ends and business is open again and people are allowed to go out without, not without having to worry about getting sick, but like, without worrying about the mania that's going on right now. They're not as terrified to go out in the first place. Right. I think theaters will see kind of, maybe not a resurgence, but I think they'll see an uptick than what they were even like a year ago because people will want to go out. They, they, a lot, I think a lot of people right now have taken for granted going out and doing things. Yeah. And yes, people have changed to Netflix and all these streaming sites, and I, I mean, I've already had these for a long time, and a lot of people have already had these for a long time, but even more people are getting them now and getting used to them now. But I think once we are allowed to go out, a lot of people will want to go out. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to look a little bit like um, kind of what they do in some of the Asian countries where everyone just has a mask on in, in general. I don't know if that's going to be as prevalent here just because— Oh, it already is. Well, after, after, the, oh, after right, it kind right. of dies down, they do it kind of just all the time. Um, but I, I think that might be part of it, um, that people are a little more cautious when they go outside, um, or not outside, but if anything, to a public I think, place. I think, um, buffets are going to shut down, which they, they should, should have already. They should. Looking at you. Hot take. Golden Corral. 
Sorry, that's my yeah, hot Golden take Corral, of the day. The yes. giant like world buffet. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. Um children stick their hands in everything. Uh I think yeah, I think if anything, people will uh, as well, I should say, as long as the movie theater survives, however right. long and that's the problem. <laughs> however long we're like out of they, commission for like if they start being boarded <clears throat> up in the next couple months, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but if they like survive and reopen and do all that stuff and yes, they'll have to like rehire a lot of people and go through that whole process before they actually reopen. But like, I think first of all, people want to go out and do things more often. Yes. And second of all, like even if it's not that regular people that would normally go to the movies will still like, I've always been a let's go to the movies person. Yeah, that's, and that's true. Because seeing a new movie on a giant screen like it's an event for me. Yeah, I think there is something about the experience that you don't you don't get. Um, oh, who was it? Who was the director? Not too Martin long ago, Scorsese. Martin Scorsese that said, "You know, watching movies on Netflix is stupid." He said, whatever. "Watching the Marvel movies is stupid." Essentially, well, he said they're that, not cinema. They're well. They're, was it him that was also talking about Netflix? I have stupid? no idea. It was it was one of those guys, like an old school film person. He was like. Movies on Netflix. <laughs> movies on Netflix shouldn't count for the Oscars and stuff like that because they didn't have a like they weren't real movies because they weren't released in a theater. I think that's just his way of saying, but please look at my movie. <laughs> Your art house movie that made twelve dollars. I know. Um I think like if there's a movie on Netflix experience. that's better than your movie, suck it up. Stop being a baby about yeah. it. Yeah. I think I think going to the movies is is an experience that a lot of people um definitely look forward to and and just part of being you know normal definitely normal human people um we kind of like going out to do things as much as people are always like oh, I'm such an introvert and I'm afraid to go Oh my gosh yeah. and people love being around other people it's human and, nature to like need to have human contact yeah so if you I, are isolated, you're going to be messed up in the head. Like, because I mean, even from my own perspective, I, and that sounded more aggressive not, than I meant it to be, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? In, uh, just my own experience the last week or so, or last couple weeks or so, I have not wanted to go out and do more things than when I could not go and do them. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think, <laughs> and that actually brings up another point that I want to talk to. And that, this will be the last point about like COVID-19 that we have, but we never mention it again. I can't promise that. <laughs> um, but so because like once all of this is done, like I said, more and more people will want to go out and do things. Right. Do you think that'll just bring on a second like case? Of all of this, because now there are more people out, more people interacting with other people. Um, so do you think if it's like one of those things where like, you know what, I've given up something for a long time. And then as soon as you have it, like, let's say I give up Dr. Pepper for three months and then I drink a Dr. Pepper. I'm like, oh, that's good. So I have four Dr. Peppers in one day. <laughs> I think it's going to be something like that to where it's going to come back with a vengeance. Well, and, and potentially, and we're not any kind of medical expert. So don't listen to yeah, our word as, as gospel on this. Um, but some of the stuff that I've read and listened to from doctors and other actual experts on this is that one, this, the actual virus of COVID-19 doesn't seem to mutate a whole lot. Right. Um, so like as a virus, lives inside of a person and multiplies it kind of changes its dna as it as it as it uh, spreads from person to person it a lot of people are saying that this one doesn't really do that and that a lot of the people um they are starting to think now that there's a ton of people who have it who have no idea that they have it well yeah um, and that's been the case the whole time and but that what that means is that um, it's really a certain group of people that are especially susceptible to it. And the two biggest categories are, are three-ish kind of, are obesity, age, and other pre-existing conditions. And 
I think it's going to look something like, you know, if you're young and healthy, maybe go out and, you know, take a few precautions, obviously wash your hands, well, kind of stay away from people like super close. And then if you're older, maybe it, maybe we, maybe we move into a world here in the next month or so where older people or people with, you know, more health conditions are kind of recommended to stay home until either there's a vaccine or it starts to really tamp down. See, and some things that were happening early on, like before this was like a everyone needs to stay at home or else situation is like places like Dollar General uh, were like, okay, from 7 to 9 a.m., it's only if, you, if you're 65 or older, you are the only people allowed in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after 9 a.m., that's when we're allowing everyone else in. So I can um, see, I can so it see could be the, something like that. Yeah. The precautions that we take are a little less, um, because right now it's very broad. It's like everybody stay home. You can't do anything. I think it's going to end up being, I think it's going to be end up, I think it's going to, because we can't stay inside forever. There's no world bet. <laughs> there's no, I don't think there's any world where everyone just stays home and, and doesn't stop. Doesn't, uh, try to just keep doing stuff because this is where we're starting the pool on the date when we're outside again uh i say july 17th i please oh my gosh i hope it's way before that (laughs) um some of the stuff that i've seen recently is is fairly promising in that um and watch me be totally just wrong in like a month or so. We usually are. So we'll wait a day before we post this just to make sure there's not like a, a major world event. But um, and we'll re-record the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> the uh some of the stuff that I've seen is suggesting that A, it is already starting to dwindle and that a lot of the places where it was really bad was due um one to kind of demographic uh, certain demographic specifics like i know in italy there's a lot of older people and they are very much like everyone's super involved with their families and so if you've got older family you're always with them that kind right. of thing and i mean obviously italy is not a huge country by any stretch of the imagination and so that's a lot of people on top of each other just um to, you know what I mean? Not actually on top of each other, but the, the population density is a lot higher than somewhere like rural Montana. Right. Um, and even in New York, like New York in the United States has some of the worst hit, but it's also the most densely populated area of the country. And so it makes sense somewhere like in, um, in New York alone in New York state, I think it was something they've got like, they've had like 10,000 some odd deaths since this entire thing started. And in Los Angeles, they've had, I think 300 since the entire thing started. And so it definitely to me, and again, not a medical professional, but it, it does look like it has something a lot more to do with, you know, how many people are in a general area and whether or not they leave each other alone. Right. And so in where we live in Oklahoma, I can see it being something where, I mean, we're a lot more spread out and yes, we've had cases, um, which is to be expected because it's literally everywhere. Um, but we have not seen near as much, um, just, uh, we haven't seen near as much as like New York or something. Right. So, um, that kind of wraps up our talk on COVID-19, coronavirus, quarantine, all of that stuff. Um, but before we end the episode, I do want to say like, since you've had more time inside, um, have you had a chance to play or see or watch anything new um, that you would recommend to our people? And no, we're not going to say Tiger King because it's a waste <laughs> of time. Um, I don't get it. I, the, I did watch it, and really the only thing that really kept my attention was that, one, it's all real, and that those... It's uh, it's hard to believe that we live in a world where those people exist. We live in a state where those people exist. <laughs> yeah, it was weird watching our home state on Netflix. Um, 
the I'm trying to think of what I've done differently because obviously I've I can go if you want to think about it for I've a watched second. I've definitely been watching Parks and Rec but that's just I'm always watching Parks and Rec watch Parks and Rec <laughs> um what what do you have new I know you've got a few new things yeah so um I finally beat The Witcher 3 uh so in the last week I beat The Witcher 3's last DLC I started and finished Arkham Knight which is like four or five years old. And I recently bought uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, not the, yeah, not the one from the 90s, but the remake that came out uh, just a couple days ago. Um, I started it yesterday at noon, and I am 12 hours in. Um, I Needless to say, it's got me hooked, which... And, like, don't be turned off by this game because it's Final Fantasy. Um, for me... I love the idea of Final Fantasy. I always have because it's these JRPGs with massive stories and amazing mm-hmm. characters and all of that stuff. How much time did you sink into 15? Was it 15? <sighs> That's the problem. So I've played 10, I've played 13, and I've played 15. But combined total with all of those is probably like 15 hours. Uh, and it's just because for some reason I could it couldn't keep me interested i've never been able to sink into a final fantasy and maybe uh now that i'm a little bit older from playing them i can go back and play them again and try them again because now i want to because this final fantasy game the final fantasy 7 remake it's one of my favorite games in a long time like yes i definitely have problems with it um there are issues where there's like it's and it's in most video games where there's like a space that you're definitely small enough to get to, <laughs> but it's just like, oh nope, it's too narrow. You can't get yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, like there was a treasure chest on the other side of a guy that I like. It was just on the other side of a guy that was talking to me, and I could like if it was real life, walk around that guy and open up that treasure chest. But no matter what I could do, it was walled off. And I looked it up and I said, oh yeah, you can't get that till later. And I was like, what? <laughs> there was just a person in the way. And there's multiple things like that. Yeah. Um, and there are, yeah, there are issues and there are problems with like inconsistency of tone for me. Um, so there've been a couple of times where like Tifa or Aerith, like something serious will have happened or, oh, when I do like the side quests, after I finish the side quest, for some reason, Cloud's just kind of a D bag and when someone says thank you, um, he's, uh, can you also do this small thing for me that would take you 30 seconds? Cloud's like, yeah, give me $3,000 and I'll do it. And they're like, what the hell? And they start like yelling at Cloud. And then like that ends like really negatively. And then I'll turn to Tifa or turn to Aerith. And they're just like, doesn't it feel good helping people? <laughs> and I'm like, what? what is this? Why? Like there are certain like things like that that just feel like, okay, that's out of place. But the characters I love. Um, Avalanche is amazing, um, which is the like group that they were in. Avalanche is the group. Um, and I know some of the main, I know w- one of the main spoilers, and I won't bring it up here. Um, so that's going to, I'm going to get there eventually. But the games itself is, it's great. Mm. I can't wait to go back to it. Uh, you texted me earlier while I was playing it, and you're like, hey, uh, you want to record today? I was like, Ugh. I mean, I do, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, it's just a good game. It's a great game. Um, hopefully, we'll hear about it more, <laughs> especially as I get farther through it and stuff like that. Um, I actually did something. Oh, and I've been finally getting my roommate to watch the MCU movies. He watched Doctor Strange for the final, for the first time, and we're, yeah, we're pretty far in. He's trucking through them. Um, one thing I've done is I busted out my 3DS again. Um, oh, right. And so I'm going through, um, I downloaded Ocarina of Time for the... the the. You didn't buy that, did you? No. I have that. Okay. No. Um, well, I may have bought it a long time ago. I bought well, it. A, like, I bought it a long time ago. Well, I'm saying like you didn't just now buy it. No, 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 okay, no. Because well, I was like, a long I could have let ago. you borrow it. Um, and I'm finally playing through it. I don't know why I waited so long. And then, um, the Omega, not the Omega Ruby, uh, Sun and Moon Pokemon. Uh, I'm just now going to play Sun. I've seen. Yeah. So his new, not new, but re renewed 
interest in Pokemon was really random because his brother, I think it was, started a group message with Avery, his two brothers, his cousin, and for some reason, me. <laughs> he's he's pretty bored right now. He's stuck at home, too. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm part of the family. That makes me feel good. Uh, and I busted, yeah. I busted it out right after we did that. And I never went through Sun. I think I um, I bought it, but I never played it. It's just really hand-holdy for the first, like, entire game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also have Omega Ruby. That's way better. I like that. Um, that one's so good. But uh, other yeah. than that, I'm busy at work. I've been way less busy. Like, I, because I've technically, yes, I have five classes. Like, I have five hours that I teach, but it's only one class. Right. So it's one fifth of the work that yeah. I'm normally doing. Yeah. Um, so I've just had my way more free time lately, <laughs> hence the two games I beat in the last week and the one I'm already halfway or a quarter of the way through. Um, but yeah, so uh, we hope that you guys are uh, staying safe. First off, that's the most important. Um, do what you guys need to do to, um, be healthy and safe. And, uh, and then after that, uh, hopefully you guys aren't too, uh, too, uh, getting too worked up being stuck inside because I and, know, I know that's a problem. And part of this podcast and the YouTube and all that stuff is, so we have, me and Avery have an excuse to hang out and talk and do the things that we want to do. We're also here for you guys. So if there's like something you want to hear us talk about, or you want to hear our opinions on for a future podcast episode, or even if you have any questions or thoughts on something we have talked about in previous things, let us know. Uh, leave messages, comments, whatever mm. on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on any of those things. Um, and we'll get back to you. Uh, we're here for you, especially when we're all, we're all in this together. We're all working through this together and we're here for you guys. That is for sure. So until the next podcast episode, I'm Avery. And I'm Matt. And with a mustache. Matt with a mustache. And we will see you guys. Oh my gosh. That's the the last thing they're going to (laughs) hear. Exactly. And uh, so we will see you guys in the next one. 